right. Day 55. Day 55. Judges 1 through 4, man. Um, yeah, this is, man, one of the darkest books in the Bible, like literally the dark ages for Israel. And it just shows, bro, the depths of like human depravity. Right. And yeah. and just sinfulness and Israel's tendency to turn away from the Lord. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you think of... Um, Sometimes it's helpful just to have a framework yeah. as you get ready to step into a book mm-hmm. to help you prepare for what's next. Yeah. Uh, just think of this. If you had to describe this book in one word, yeah. uh, the word that you're going to use is nosedive. Yeah. Nosedive. So th- the thing that you want to be prepared for is um, every chapter is going to be worse than the one that you just read. Absolutely. So it starts off... Seemingly on a high note, right? Yeah. So what you'll get is this book's going to start off the same way that the other one started. Last one did, right? So yeah. Joshua was a great tale of the faithfulness of God. somebody mm. who, yeah, mm. God's work outlives God's workers. God still speaks. He yep. doesn't go out of business. Joshua hears from God, does everything that God would have them to do. Yeah. They conquer the land. And this book starts off and it says, after the death of Joshua. Mm. And what you find out, right, the first thing that you see is there's nobody else. Yeah. Right? Literally, if if Genesis 12 was the birth of a nation with Abraham and uh-huh. the whole family, this is the decline <laughs> right. of a nation, yeah. right? The deep yeah. decline of a nation, like you said, there's no... Nobody else coming to be that new covenant mediator right. that Moses and Joshua was yeah. for Israel before this. And so that's the whole point, though. That's right. what the book is going to say. And later in the book, it's going to say, yo, Israel didn't have no king, so everybody did what was right, right. in their own eyes. So the, the book is showing us, it's anticipating for, uh, First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings, where the Davidic king would come and the people need a king they need right. we need leadership we need somebody to lead yeah <laughs> yeah we need somebody to lead so god is going to raise up here in this text by his grace these judges right and so uh the judges here in this book work as like deliverers so the enemies of god will come against them when they sin and the judges will come and defeat their yep. enemies so in a sense they're like saviors right they're actually right. in the original language their name literally almost means saviors and so they're saving god's people and God's and they still right. <laughs> over and over yeah. just rebel and rebel. Yeah. So the problem, right? Yeah. And it's um, you know, this isn't quite a genealogy, yeah. but it's like it, right? Yeah. So it's very repetitive. It's gonna talk about the tribes and it's mm-hmm. gonna talk about what they've done right now. Geographically, it's gonna start with Judah. They're the tribe that's uh southern. Yeah, yeah, southern, I'm and southern. it's gonna work its way up to north to Zebulun and Naphtali. Yep. And what you're going to see is that Judah starts off and they do what's right. They drive them all out of the land, mm-hmm. conquer. And then as you start to read on, one of the things that you'll find out at the end is they're going to say things like this. Look, uh, well, they didn't quite drive everybody out of the land, right? but they put them to forced labor. Just a quick thing right here. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's scary how quick a people whose heritage was... God saved us from slavery yeah. once they get power, mm. enslave people, right? Yeah. And so it's like, yo, yeah. like, uh, it's very easy for people that are oppressed to become oppressor if they get a little bit of power. Mm. And so they they do that. And then what you find out is that the further and further that it goes north, right, you, you start off south, they conquer, they drive everybody out. Mm. And then it gets to a place and they compromise yeah so it's like nah uh, 
we don't have to drive y'all out, but y'all are going to live and uh, y'all are going to know who's who, right? Right, right. And they try to domesticate yeah. these groups. And then by the end, what you'll find out is it's not the Canaanites that live on Israel's land. Yeah. You know, it's Israel that lives on their land, right? So it's land, like, yeah. yeah, I've got a daughter. Ava lives in my house. Right. But there's sometimes when things get flipped and she starts to try to run the show. Yeah. And she acts like I live in her house. But mm. that's what takes place. And what the the big point that's trying to be driven here is this. You cannot domesticate what God has told you to destroy. Amen. You can't. God's concern is that y'all are going to get swept away. Y'all are going to... If you compromise, y'all are going to put yourselves in a place where you turn away from me yeah. and them like us. We think that we're stronger than we are yeah. to keep bad influences around yeah. and think that it's not going to pull us down. Yeah. And these groups lead to the nosedive that we see in Judges. Yeah. They were more influenced. By the end of this book, they are more influenced by the people of Canaan than they are the God of Israel. <laughs> right. right. Like yeah. That's the whole thing. God is like, I know what they're capable of, right. so I'm telling you to eradicate Chill, them. Chill, yo. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, Judges 3, like it literally kind of starts the cycle. So first two chapters are kind of like the history and why, like the historical setting, what's going on, why is this happening? And then chapter three, we get to the first judge, Othniel. Right. Right. And so the people do what is evil in the Lord's sight. They forgot Yahweh. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. They forgot him and they worshiped other gods. Right. And then it's just, it's so ironic how uh, it's just like, uh, you know, the Bible is both narrative and it's both like poetical at the same right. time. So they do what is evil in the Lord's sight. And the Lord allows a tribe to come against them whose name means doubly evil. Mm. So he's going to come. <laughs> He's like, y'all think y'all want to do, okay, I got something for y'all, right? Yeah. And but he, but he raises up Ophniel and he delivers them after they cry out to him and the land has peace right. for 40 years. This is, so <laughs> chapter two is going to lay out yeah. this, right? What, what you're going to find with that is you're going to have that same storyline repeated throughout this book yeah. seven times. Mm. It's people are good. God blesses them with peace. Yeah. They start to feel themselves. They turn from God. Yeah. God is active in ensuring that they feel the weight of their sin. Look, and then once they get caught, once they feel mm. the punishment, they cry out to God, right? right. So look, look, it is a repentance that's brought out. Well, you're only saying sorry because you got caught, right? Yeah. But God, yeah. even with a group of people who are only saying sorry because they got caught, God still comes, and every time they cry out to him, mm. God delivers them, they praise God, and then they start feeling themselves, yeah. and then the cycle goes over and over yeah. and over. Over again. And then I think, too, man, it's just, um, you know, the way God saves us is so ironic. It's right. so It happens in such a way every time to the point that we could never get the credit for it. Right, right, So right. here with Ehud, the next one is Ehud and right. Eglon. And it's this crazy <laughs> story. He gives a lot of detail, yeah. right? And Ehud is basically from the tribe of Benjamin. Yep. Benjamin means son of the right, right hand. hand. But the Bible is explicit about how he puts the sword on his right side. Think about it. If you were right-handed, you couldn't pull the sword from the right side right. and be ready. He could pull it with his left hand. So he was left-handed. He's a lefty. He's a lefty, like right. John O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He's a lefty. And so when he goes before uh, 
Eglon, yeah. because he has the sword on his right, it, they don't check for it. They don't check for him, <laughs> right. right? They like, oh, he he cool. Oh, oh yeah. So he comes to him like, yeah, he has to bring this tribute to him. And then he says, yo, I got a special message for you. Right. So Eglon lets him all the way in and Ehud what was that sword? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a Quentin Tarantino film, right? Yeah. So it's it's very graphic, yeah. but I think, you know, even the brutality of mm-hmm. what goes on in this book is just a testament to just the darkness surrounding this nation at this time. Yeah, and it's so crazy that um, Eglon's name in Hebrew literally means like a calf. Yeah. And the Bible talks about how he is obese and he's fattened. Right. Um, and so literally it's like this kind of imagery of a, a slaughtered, fattened calf uh, being slayed yeah. uh, so God's people can be saved. And yeah. that just, man, just points to Jesus. And you have to really pick up on the details to understand that. But like, yeah, like God is ironically yeah. saving his people in so many ways Yeah, yeah over and over. Yep. And so what we're just going to see throughout the course of this book is that God's people are going to take this nosedive yeah. and you are going to see the depths oh, man. of the wickedness oh, man. of the people of God. Yeah. But the backdrop of that is um, you're also going to see the depths of God's love because yeah. God's never going to be like, nah, I'm not going to save you this time. He's never going to be like, yeah. I told you so, but you do have a God that man, every time people call out to him to save he's gonna come through yeah and save yeah every time and yeah just i didn't want to leave this episode without saying like in the next chapter we yeah. see um the last judge for this for the first four chapters is deborah yeah right and deborah's a woman yeah and she is judging israel right at this time yeah. and if it wasn't for deborah in chapter four <laughs> israel would have been done away with what do we see women look the bible is the uh, most affirming and dignifying book for women, <laughs> right. right? Like literally we had Moses who got saved by a woman and yep. Israel would have been done away with. And here Deborah does the same thing, yeah. bro. Women in is in the, in, in the uh, biblical storyline, bro, are right. so important and integral, integral to God's plan to save the world. They're vital. Uh, so in, in a patriarchal Come society, Come on. the Bible is never going to shy away from. Now, nah, I yeah. just want you to know, like, we don't do things the way that the rest of the world does. God is going to affirm all of his creation. Shout out to the sisters. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the sisters.